This is Build Back Better Caribbean, a podcast of the United Nations Information Center for the Caribbean area. In 2022, the UNIC celebrates its 60th anniversary and our service to the region as a provider of platforms to amplify stories and experiences about the use of UN tools and campaigns in support of a more resilient and sustainable Caribbean future. I am Mervyn O'Neill, and I am the great-great-grandson of Norman McNeil, who was born on the island of Tobago into slavery on July the 3rd, 1821. He, by 1842, which was four years after the official ending of emancipation in the Caribbean, he was made schoolmaster for emancipated slaves on an estate on the island of Tobago. There are many aspects brought out by our awareness of Norman McNeil. He is a wonderful anchor in our existence. And though he was born 200 years ago, we feel a a, a sort of a rejuvenation, both of him and a motivation for and of ourselves. In this episode of Build Back Better Caribbean, we present the story of the McNeil Family Project, which commemorates the life of Norman McNeil. He was a former slave from the island of Tobago, who overcame the oppressive context of slave plantation and post-slavery society to become a pioneer contributor to the island's education system. To mark the bicentennial of his birth, over 100 descendants of Norman McNeil, scattered across the world, came together virtually in July 2021 to pay tribute and be inspired by his legacy of vision, of hard work and determination, of dedication to duty, and of commitment to social and economic advancement. This inspiration has also motivated them to embark on a family project that aims to not only share his remarkable story, but also deepen understanding about the history and experience of people of African descent and to inspire other families to discover their own stories. Sonia Dumas, Ryan Allard, and Mervyn O'Neill are three of Norman McNeil's great-great-grandchildren. I chatted with them about their distinct roles in the family project and learned about how they've channeled the personal and collective inspiration from this experience into tangible efforts to help other people of African descent uncover the power of their own ancestral stories. For Ryan Allard, lifelong curiosity about his family and ancestry has translated into initiative and action with the McNeil Family Project as one of the outcomes. He is leading the family effort to find and connect descendants of Norman McNeil across the globe using the seeds offered by research and genetics to grow the family tree. Indeed, it was this initiative that resulted in his discovery of connection to both Sonia and Mervyn as great-great-grandchildren of Norman McNeil, a fact they were all previously unaware of two years ago. To those who are motivated by the same curiosity about their family history, Ryan assures that the process can be both practical and rewarding. I'm pretty sure 
you won't be the only person in your family with these kinds of questions that you about where your ancestors came from, what they did, who they were, etc. So by reaching out to parents, your, your family, wherever they may be, you will get at you you will hear that, oh yeah, this other person was doing some research on family tree some years ago. Let me talk to them for you and put you in connection with somebody else that maybe have been more advanced in a certain area. Maybe they focused on names, maybe they focused on storage, whatever it is. Making those connections and to engage existing family members who are involved in those kinds of things, that, that's a key part of it, you know? So uh, once you do that research, uh, starting that research, you have to engage others. And what you might realize is that the family is much larger than you thought it was, you know? So so we're talking here about Norman McNeil, and McNeil is the surname, yet three of us have three different surnames, right? When we did that, um, our tree so far has 110 different surnames in the Norman McNeil bloodline, right? So it, it gets very broad, and especially as time passes, it will get much larger. One of the vehicles used to celebrate and share the story of Norman McNeil is a short film researched and produced by members of the family themselves. They uncovered the work of Tobagonian historian Dr. Susan Craig James, who describes McNeil as one of many slaves in Tobago who chose to walk out of slavery as protagonists of their own fate. The family added their own memories and experiences to reconstruct McNeil's story for the film. So we charted the course of his teaching career, and that is what really constitutes the story. And the fact that he was up against so very many odds. He wasn't paid, he didn't have a classroom, he was also uh, got married and had a growing family to take care of himself. So, and his wife, of course, alongside that. And uh, so there was a whole set of obstacles that he chose to surmount every time. So that was the story. And the story was, of course, put in the context of the, the era that he came from and what challenges existed for everyone in that era. So we even, since we didn't have um, a, an actual photograph of Norman McNeil, we still don't, we imagined based on our research, based on what people would have dressed like in those days, etc., we actually imagined him teaching in certain spaces that we knew that he had taught in because from Dr. Craig James, we know, you know that he would have had to resort to certain other spaces to teach. So we recreated that through drawings. They also wanted to locate Norman McNeil within the wider economic and social context of post-emancipation Tobago and provide insight into his contribution and legacy as an educator of freed slaves on the island. Mervyn explains. Norman McNeil was born at a time when Tobago's economy was on the decline. Um, it eventually ended, in fact, one year after his death, a matter of days after he was buried. On January 1st, 1898, when Tobago was annexed to Trinidad, that did not happen by guess. That was a long process, but it had to do with the decline of the Tobago economy. One has to now fit a Norman McNeil dedicating his life to educating the slave, or the emancipated slave, uh, in the framework of having a family in a Tobago where 
subsistence, survival was the main thing. And he found the time to dedicate his life to that from the age of 21 to the age of 76 when he died. For his descendants, stories and oral histories have been crucial to facilitating deeper connection with and understanding of Norman McNeil and his legacy. According to Sonia, this process of discovering ancestral narratives holds special significance for people of African descent, the value of which should not be underestimated. Because these stories are not often told, I think that is why we have to do it. People of African descent don't normally have the, uh, or people in the diaspora, especially if they came here under enslavement, came into the new world under enslavement, they would not have been encouraged to create those stories and to have that kind of memory. So that we can, you know, each family uh, can take a look at itself and start there. You don't have to wait for an historian to tell you, well, this is what your family did. No, ask your own family. It's right there, right in front of you. For Ryan, the process of uncovering his family's history has not been without impact. He describes the effect that participating in the project has had on his sense of identity and his perspective. When I discovered what, or rather who Norman McNeil was and what he was able to do under such interesting or difficult circumstances, rather, it's, it set off something in me. I think it, it made me realize that there's some immense history that I don't know about my own self, you know, my own ancestry. And I think it helps me to understand that there's a lot more to be done in understanding my family, understanding, you know, what it means to be part of that, that line of ancestry, what it means to be able to achieve certain things, regardless of circumstances, right? I think it's an, it's an inspirational story. So for me, it was really that anchor to say, well, some amazing things are possible, you know, regardless of circumstances, and we can all learn from that. You know, we hear about these stories in the, in the films, about, you know, in the Hollywood films, the blockbusters, you see the, the underdog becoming this big leader in some way. But it doesn't have to be this fake story that's created in Tinseltown. It could, it could be your story of your own people. And I think that's the really motivating thing that we wanted to learn about ourselves and tell others. Sharing their experiences with the wider community of people of African descent is a fundamental component of the McNeil Family Project. Apart from celebration of legacy and recognition of the importance of family, the project advocates for the inspirational and instructive power inherent in ancestral stories of resilience and accomplishment. To make a strong and coherent case for its approach to ancestral research, the McNeil family has responded to opportunities produced by the United Nations International Decade for People of African Descent, which is being observed from 2015 to 2024. The decade aims to promote greater knowledge and respect for the diverse heritage, culture and contribution of people of African descent worldwide. The McNeil family has submitted a proposal to the Permanent Forum on People of African Descent, a consultative mechanism created to advance the decade's mandates. In 2021, the forum called for inputs from civil society stakeholders and people of African descent. What we are doing is consciously creating a model 
for other people to follow because we understand the value of this gene pool connectivity. So much can be done and so much is not done because people do not have an understanding of where and how they relate and connect. We, Dr. Allard Ryan, um, Sonia's dad, Re Reginald Dumas, and myself put forward a paper to the United Nations under the heading of a gene pool modality because the permanent forum that was formed, uh, they put forward several questions or issues, one of them being modalities, format, and the substantive and procedural aspects of the permanent forum on people of African descent. The experiences of the McNeil family, as told by Sonia Ryan and Mervyn, illuminate the rewards that are possible for people of African descent when curiosity is matched with the collaborative spirit, initiative, and the work required to uncover one's history and ancestry. I had an amazing time uh, doing the film, finding out more about Norman McNeil, but also connecting with family members whom I had never met before. So it's a way, it's a kind of socialization entryway or gateway for your own family as well, okay, to get to know people that you didn't know before. And so that is a sort of real-time benefit of doing these kinds of exercises. Yes, we want to think big, and yes, we are thinking big, and we want to fit this whole legacy into the future. But there's also this wonderful sort of fellowship that happens within your own family when you discover people of like, with, you know, with like interests and, um, you know, oh, I didn't know you lived in so-and-so and, you know, oh, wow, we should get together because, you know, this, that, the next and the other. And you never knew. So go forward with confidence. This podcast is produced and presented by the United Nations Information Center for the Caribbean Area, the voice of the United Nations in the Caribbean. For more information about the United Nations International Decade for People of African Descent and how you can get involved, please visit the campaign's website in the description of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. For more content in this series, find and follow this podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple, Google, and other popular streaming platforms.